river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 49. Okay, so when last we left our heroes, Caelan had had a secret meeting with his council of war. Um, then you, Extra secret. <laughs> you, Michaela, uh, Corwin, Akora, and Deneed have all written out. Yep. Um, or galloped in some cases. Gal- galloped out. Uh, you actually have a bunch of centaurs with you, but Akora, thinking about it, will very rapidly have them deliberately break off and scatter around the place, primarily because if you're running on the assumption that Vordekai is scrying on you, you don't want to look like you're oncoming with him with what's essentially a tiny army of centaurs. Yeah. Um, both in terms of you don't necessarily want to challenge him with that to respond with an army of his own, and you don't want it to be obvious of we're totally going to war here as opposed to Kaylin and his people are coming out to do diplomatic blah blah blah. Oh, we're exploring again or what have you. Because I mean we've ridden into the we've ridden into the um Van Hold any number of times. And given that you were endeavouring to do this under the best veil of secrecy you can, um, we will assume that you guys basically have a tacit agreement that we're not talking about this. You know, yep. in fact, we're deliberately talking about other things. Yeah. You know, obviously, once we rock up to the Watcher's Stone, it's going to become pretty damned obvious what we're doing. Yeah. But. Yeah. The less time we can prepare, give Vordekai to spend massive days upping his stronghold's personal defences, the better. Yep. However, you are not likely to be molested by any random monsters because the, the, the large flank of centaurs are A, already helping you with this as a general rule, yeah. and B, explicitly riding herd in the outlying areas around you. Yeah, also I'd be really sorry for any random centaur that attacks a party containing the need, and that's without factoring in the rest of us are also pretty hardcore. Okay, so... Uh, for the benefit of our very eight listeners... Um, you bought Michaela five scrolls of Detect Secret Doors and two scrolls of Death Ward. Yes. Uh, she has And it turns out she already has a bunch of move paralysis, so I didn't bother buying her those. Yeah, she has pretty much um, 
looked at her spell loadout and decided there's nothing much she can do about it. Yeah. The comparatively low level and she doesn't have anything that um, desperately yeah. excites her. The, the thing I wanted to cast is the Death Ward. I'm aware she can't cast it over border or scroll. Yeah. And I wanted to cast the Tech Secret Doors over where she, I can't, she can't cast it over a bunch of scrolls. And the last thing you had heard was that Zamanth had um, gone missing. Yep, so I have promised to look for her while we're down there. Um, Although it's sort of kind of a, like... You know, if we find her while we're down there, we rescue her. If we don't, we'll kill Vordekai, then look for her some more. Because, you know, she'll be a lot... In whatever trouble she's into down there, she'll be a lot safer if we snuff Vordekai. Uh, And, um... She has... Let you skybolt again, if you, um... Yes. Yes, so I have taken... Of course, let you skybolt. So I have taken skybolt. Yep. So, um... I don't know where you want the stats for it. Uh, I, 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 I will just note them down as a loose thing off to the side, because it's got, like, one of my weapons, but yep. that would be nice to know. So, it is a plus two composite longbow. Yep. So, plus two magical. Yep. Plus four strength on the pull. Right. Can you pull it? Uh, yes. Yep. Um, and it deals a d6 of extra sonic damage. That's fine. I will um, work out the stats in a bit more detail if I'm actually firing yeah. the thing, but that will... You, um, you may actually not, because... Yeah, um, the, the, it doesn't seem point right. Temple complex, and um, it's going to do piddly, piddly shit against Vortikai. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to shoot him with a magic but I'm going to hit him, but... You know, if I am fighting in a... If there's a bunch of, you know, giant skeletons up on galleys or something, or, you know, the, yep. the weird um, the weird outsider entity fights at range or whatever, I might as well use the really good bow. And, of course, Kalen also has a ranged attack, a ranged attack of his own now. Is that um, he's, he's got yes. raw. Although well, no, it's, it's relatively short range. It is relatively short range, but it's much harder. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's like a 60-foot line or something. It is a 60-foot line starting yeah, from so it, ain't, it ain't that short range, but a composite longbow will hit like 400-foot maximum. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And... That is all good. So you ride to the hex with the Watcher's Stone in it. Yep. Um, and... Akora, um, again, given that what you are doing here, will probably just write and slip Kalen a fairly quiet note the night before that literally basically says this shouldn't be very complicated or long. Um, why don't you guys go towards the tomb and we'll start this? You know, let's start at yay time tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, very much up to you because you control the rate of, um, uh, travel that you're going at, whether you want to arrive at, whether you explicitly want to do this at night, at in morning, blah, blah, blah. As far as you understand it, you're probably going into some sort of complex and very possibly into another dimension entirely. So it's very possible the time has no meaning, but you control it. I, I think um, we'll go in at dawn because um, yep. it has a certain amount of symbolism to it yep. and... Um, uh, everything, everything in there is going to have dark vision, so there's you know way more than we do. Yeah, so there's as is be... everything you take in. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know Michaela can magic herself dark vision, but it's not like we're up against pure a squad of purely human opponents, and it's time to take the darkness. So we'll go in at dawn. 
Um, I'll take. A, I'll, I'll say sound right. Sounds good on the note back to Akura, and um, we will. Michaela and I will hit off discussing which hexes we're going to explore. Nice. As um, you know, and I'll um ask Corwin to you know make nice with the centaurs while he's visiting with them as we leave them behind. Ugh, aye, that's that's a thing what I'll be doing <laughs> with me, me well-known diplomatic skills. Aye. <laughs> it's, it's not, not like awkward at all. It's not like Vortica can tell if people have got diplomatic skills. <laughs> I mean, he's not exactly a people person. Uh, okay, so neither of you have a track, so you don't spot this going in. Um, you almost certainly can't make the survival check to spot that. Uh... Nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you and Michaela make good time as you basically ride your horses, split up from Akora early in the morning when you get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thing, um, ride around to the bottom of the cliff faces to the Little Selin River, and then you are more or less just kind of waiting there for something to happen. Yeah. According to Akora, this should be pretty unmissable. Yeah. Um, and then we cut away from you guys up to the, the camera following the ritual yep. temporarily we see Corwin is sort of sitting around leaning on his spear scratching his beard and generally looking a bit lost um, Deneed is quite definitely paying attention but completely externally from the ritual she has her heavy flail drawn and she is swirling it in her hand as she paces back and forward watching for whatever it is that she's expecting to see. And a core of silver fire goes up to the ghost stone. Um, so slightly before, just as dawn is breaking over the horizon. And she kneels slightly before it, bringing her two front forelegs down in a very uncomfortable looking position for a centaur, and raises her arms to the sky. She says, Mother Moon, as many generations as we remember we have kept watch over these lands we have done as you commanded now the threat that we had all feared has risen how it has risen we do not know but Vordekai is here he must be stopped we have found strange new times strange allies to do this but we must see our way. Mother Moon, light the way for us. Open the doorway of sight. Show us your ancient in- show us the servant of your ancient enemies. Show us the way. Show us the way. And she begins to chant in Sylvan. And the moon, just starting to die out overhead, blinks a few more times in the dawn light. And light from it seems to arc down well past well past her head and Kaylin and Michaela will actually see this a, a moonbeam basically arcs down bounces off the middle of the little salad river at pretty much at the speed of light and then goes back up to the top of the cliff we cut back to Akora sees it hit the ghost stone which is that kind of it's a, it's a big round stone heavily shaped like a, heavily looking like a rock instead of an actual mirror or an oculus or something as the moonlight hits it, 
the rock around it just cracks and shatters, and little chunks of rock actually flake off and hit the ground, then dissipate into starlight and start floating up back into the sky. And where there was this round rock-like shape that Kaelin had welded together, there is now a perfectly clear um, magnifying glass-like effect glowing with a silvery light. And this is pretty unmissable. It goes like a magnifying glass focusing the power of the sun, only here it is silvery, silvery moonlight, and it goes boom straight into the middle of the Little Selen River. Kaelin and Michaela, sort of riding loosely on the shores, see the moonbeam hits the river and the water begins to boil, as if it is exceedingly hot. And after about a minute of this... Without any sign of external disturbance, the ground does not shake. Um, there is no real noise, no heavy noise associated with this or anything like that. But the river begins to boil, and rising out from it comes an island. And an entire island. It looks like it is at the least, um, you know, it's not massive. Maybe a kilometer or so wide in each direction. Um, so you can almost see from one side to the other. But it is an island. Um, on it, it clearly has some sort of stone tomb doorway. Um, it wasn't there before. It rises up out of the river. The water boils and sheathes off it. And the river begins to part naturally around this now new island obstacle that is there. Um, as it does so, this fills up a lot of the river. Um, and then... There is a moment's pause as Kaylin and Michaela are sort of looking at it and going, well, okay, yeah, we could probably get across there. It's like 200 metres swimming, okay, full plate. Mm. Maybe problematic. And then there is a <coughs> crack noise as the temperature around you drops by about, ooh, 40 degrees instantaneously and the river freezes solid. Uh, yep. <laughs> and we cut to a corner up top. Mother Moon... Answer our prayers. Show us the way. I call you by the ancient name, she says as she reads from the writing and the ruins across the thing. I call upon you, Queen of Erin Darkness. Mab, 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 show us the way. And <clears throat> the river freezes solid in every direction, as far as the eye can see. Yup, okay. <laughs> Kevin McKenna. Okay. That actually looks kind of familiar. I the, saw something like, very like that in the Feyrell. The moonlight continues to pour onto this thing, illuminating it. Um, and then as the river freezes, there's the chunk, and the moonlight goes out. The ghost stone remains looking like a glass, from what Akora can see. From Kaelin's point of view, everything has stopped happening now. The ritual is presumably complete. There is this island there with a little tomb on it. And it looks like it's actually frozen over. Like, the ice has climbed, snap up the island, snap over the tomb, basically freezing it in place. (laughs) And Michaela looks at this with big wide eyes. Ancient gods. Yes. (laughs) I says Caleb. I think that, I think she is one. I admit I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting something, but that was impressive. 
I need a bottle of ten. She will pause for a moment, close her eyes. She sort of fiddles with her charm bracelets, her twelve different holy symbols that she's got on there. Twiddles them. Um, prays very quietly in a completely sotto voice. You might catch the that that's about it. Yeah. And then she looks up. Alright. Let's, uh... Yeah. Forward, I suppose. Hold on. And Caleb will clutch his hand with us. very still. Oh, did I? This is a threat to every community, not just ours. You see us going in. Help us make it back out. And um, then I will gently tap the amulet of um, uh, gently tap the amulet, and and you watch over us. What um, if you know? What are your relationship points with Michaela at this point? Uh, I do. You must uh, be getting up there. Uh, Nineteen. Right. Fair enough. But my relationship chances with her are all filled. Yep. <laughs> yep. No problem. Okay. And lots of cool. <laughs> you walk across the ice. Yep, it is uh, vaguely slippery, but it is not a hit. It is not a sheer slippery sheet. It is like ice has suddenly gone <laughs> and frozen the river. You find it, it fighting on here might challenge your sense of balance. You just walk across, taking your time, more or less. Yeah, so we will unsurprisingly leave the horses behind before we cross the river. Yep. Um, FYI, um, I retrained Caitlin this morning. Retrained his feet. I have taken. Um, uh, in, I have taken instead of spirited charge, I have taken um, weapon focus mace. Yep. For the um, or whatever the weapon focus flail. Yep. For my um, makes sense. For my with my vorticai beating weapon. Uh, have you changed any of your um, saves out with your defensive thing? That is an excellent question. Let me just take a look, see where I put them. Um, no, I am actually pretty content with will and reflex. Okay. The um. I'm just um, looking through my maps and trying to have a vague idea where everything is. You're doing absolutely fine, sweet chap. Right, well, it's been too long since I played dungeon layouts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, you occasionally go inside the dungeon. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, where were we? Um. Oh, um, walking cautiously across the ice. Yeah, paralyzing touches. Um, uh, yeah, it, I can't remember whether it's fort or will. It'll be in the lift, list lich entry, but you know the answer if you want to change your saves accordingly. No, that's right. The um, thing is, of course, it's not just Vortikai, It's also Vortikai's base. Yeah, and of course, he's presumably got spells that target everything it's under anyway. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I think he'll actually cast. You know. Cast things on Kale and see which one he's, um, he's weak against, and then start doing that more. Okay, you walk carefully across this island, um, and what you can see here um, is there is a tower of stone coming out of this. It is clearly a building made of stone. Ice has sort of cracked around the outside and is just up against the foot of the building, just maybe 20-30 centimetres above the island's level as if it is cracked all around the base and is clinging on to the building itself um, it looks like a solid stone almost mausoleum and can you give me a knowledge of architecture and engineering I love my knowledge of architecture and engineering 
26. Okay, so you see what you're expecting to see to some extent. Um, the style of this is very odd. The stonework is not... It's a tower of a sort, but it doesn't just go up and into a square or up and into a pyramid or that sort of thing. It goes up. The top of it is a kind of bent pyramid like this, one, sl- one face sloping vastly more than the other. The tower is tilted slightly, and indeed all the faces of it are tilted again, so it's slightly like this and slightly out of kilter. Its dimensions are all wrong in the way that you have come to associate with the buildings associated with the outer dark. Yeah. It's non-Euclidean geometry. Yeah. Um, to, to quote an old saw. Um, this doesn't surprise you tremendously, of course. Yeah. This is more or less what you are expecting to find. Um, secondly... These look like very solid foundations. You think this will go deep beneath the island. Um, Your suspicion is that this is actually the top point, essentially the entryway, into a multi-layered tomb. Uh, You won't necessarily be able to work this out immediately, but as soon as you get down there and start poking around, so I'll give you the information now... Uh, you will gain the knowledge that you're pretty sure this will be about three levels down. Right. Anything further than that becomes a bit um, difficult with the sea level. Although, you're not sure how valid that is if this is actually on another plane of existence. Uh, Michaela, however, uh, wants some dice. Will be able to answer this for you. She looks. At, so you start talking about this, and she looks yeah. at the ice. And she says, you, "You're right. I think it's as if the entire structure, island stone, and everything has been yanked out of the outer darkness and forced into our world, held by Mab's grip. So, if." It will indeed have to worry about the physical realities of this place. It's no longer where it was, temporarily at least. It's here. Uh, so it is not. you are not actually going to another plane of existence to do this. Cool, good to uh, know. You have forced a thing from another plane of existence into this plane of existence. Right, yeah. So, Vordekai customs... Ergo, your conclusion is valid. It won't go lower than three levels, or it will start running into extraordinary pressures. The stone looks very well built... But not superhumanly so. Yeah. But, um, so Vorderclay customarily lives on another plane of existence? That was your understanding, because I don't yeah. know if you remember... I, I remember that it You could... discerned Vaughn's location and found he was on another... He was in, um... In, 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 in Vorderclay's tomb, in this hex, uh, coterminous with the material plane of yeah. another plane of existence. I believe it's been... Yeah, yeah, no, that, that it was... The, the conception was he was part, only partially on the material plane, because yep. you said the last coordinates are planar. Yep. And now he isn't presumably entirely here. Mm-hmm. Uh, logic would suggest to you that he's in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get all that. I mean, it's remotely... But, I mean, it's remotely possible he's somewhere else in the hex, except that the, lo- the certain location fell did say in Vordekai's stronghold. Uh, you learn the conclusion that you already know... Um, the type of architecture you're looking at looks like it would be heavily associated with secret doors, hidden tunnels, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you will also be able to look at the thing. Um, 
And when you look at it with your magical sight that Michaela gave you, you can see that it is, the entire tomb is radiating slight magic. Um, the ice is not. Oh wait, no. No, the ice is indeed radiating magic as well. Different kinds. Different kinds. Um, and you, looking at the, looking at the architecture and that sort of thing, uh, your guess would be based on the based on the level of damage it is sustained and that sort of thing. So basically, it looks like it's been built out of limestone, limestone from actually this particular area. So your thought is that this was probably a building that was originally here on an island that was originally here, and that has been taken. taken to another plane and concealed. Yeah, presumably by Vordekai, although possibly by someone locking Vordekai away. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't tell. So by some creature. creature Vordekai summoned from yeah. the outer dark plane, it could yeah. be. He's certainly big on summoning creatures. Magic of some capacity has moved it. It was built as a physical ruin on this a physical building on this plane on an island. Yeah, island and building were both taken off to another plane. They have been forced back again. Uh, looking at the structure of the building, um, you can see pictographic artwork around it of what looks like the ancient Cyclopean empires, um, and the entire thing seems extraordinarily well preserved. Um, you think that you have seen this? You actually, you probably haven't seen this before, but you'd have read about it a time or two. Um, ancient ruins that are preserved by magic to basically prevent them from eroding naturally. Yeah, you could still hack the walls of this thing down with an adamantine great axe or disintegrate it or whatever relatively easily, as such things go. But effects like time, erosion, water pressure will just bounce off this thing. Yeah. So it's it's not going anywhere. Uh, and I believe that is. About it, there is um, a set of double stone doors in the front that are pushed lightly ajar. And whether you want to go through those or actually have a look around the rest of the island before you go in is up to you. There is it is hundred foot tall tower, reasonably large and round. Yeah, um, I think there's no reason not to have a little bit of a poke around the island, so okay. we will do this. Can you give me a search check? I'll roll independently. <laughs> And fail entirely. Yeah, what did you what did you roll? I got a six. Okay. Because um, I will point out at this point that you do actually gain a synergy bonus from knowledge architecture to search for secret doors and things oh, of that good, nature. Good to know. Yes, that doesn't come off a lot. No, no it does not. Um, but effectively I will add that in, but the yeah. reason I'm telling you is if you've got an eight and it's looking for a secret door, then you have succeeded in adding another. Yeah. As it is, uh, Michaela rolls a 25. Sweet. Uh, so she will find this. When you, you walk all the way around, the tomb looks pretty solid. But Michaela, as she comes around slightly to the side of it, she says, Ah. Interesting. Look here. The ice hasn't frozen all the way from the edge of the island. There's a small patch, it's mist. And she comes round, and basically on the edge of the island, at, you'd guess there is probably ruin below it, based on ruin, tomb. There is tomb below it, based on the slope of the tower. Um, there appears to be a small drop in the ice, and when you look down it with your vision, it is completely dark. Um, 
but there is a drop going down there um, about 60 foot so you can actually see the bottom of it uh, which ends in either stone or river one of the two which ends in stone okay um, it's like there's a little secret entrance of sorts in the back here okay so I think we would climb down yeah. So um, we have rope. Yep. So. Yep. There is no obvious method of climbing down, but you string a rope, you climb down. Yep. You stick it. Uh, Michaela actually explicitly has a grapple and rope, so she hooks a grapple in the ice and down down you go. Sweet. As does Kayla, I probably imagine. I'm not certain. I have a grapple. I have a lot of rope. Okay. You climb down there. Uh, Michaela will look down, pull out her wand, and say, "A moment. I don't need it." Right, I can see in the dark now. Yep. Climbs down with you. Um, and the two of you are standing below ground in what appears to be a stone platform built out. Uh... Okay, so you are down here, and your guess would be that you are towards um, about the mid to base point of the island. Because you've climbed down, you're in this little stone thing, and just lapping up lightly against the edges of it, you can see water. Um, which suggests you basically, the island will be shaped like yay, the river sort of flows in here, gets deflected off under the base and goes around there, and if there's holes anywhere in here it can leak through but only fills for a certain point. This makes perfect sense to Kaylin. you see yep. nothing unusual about this. Yeah. Um... And there is basically this little stone platform that you are standing on, slightly above the water, which you presume is the little cell and river, and there is a set of stone doors there. Uh, all of this stuff, incidentally, is cyclops-sized, so they're all ten-foot doors, ten-foot corridors, etc., etc., which does not surprise you in the least. No. Nope. You could, in fact, get horses down here. Yeah, but still good not to. Even the secret hole is uh, ten-foot wide. Yeah. So, um... We'll go up to the little stone doors and get Michaela to check over if they look like anything that we should be concerned about. Yep, and I will in fact actually give you a map. Uh, letting your architecture rise, you think you are now on level two. Yeah. Michaela checks them over. They seem to be locked as far as I can tell, but no traps that I could, no traps, or at least ones that I can pick up on. It's very possible, it's very likely that I'll miss something here if we're dealing with anything sufficiently dangerous. I know. It's not um, it's not exactly your forte, but you're still the best bit that we've got. All right. Um, the um, all right. So I'm going to have an examine of the lock mechanism. Yep. Um, by like of um, uh, picking at the Kalen method. Would that be with an adamantine greatsword? Yes, but to the lock, not to the door. It's, it's much more dramatic chopping through a door. But if you if you look at the locking mechanism, you can often cut, you can potentially cut through the, the lock. 
or the um, bar sealing the door. Uh, you look at it, um, and you do not see a lock of any kind. Her estimate that it is locked is based on the fact that she's endeavoured to open it slightly and nothing has occurred. Right. She says, I don't think it's weight, I think it's locked, but you're right, I don't see a keyhole or a mechanism. Magically locked? That would be my guess. Um, I actually possess the skill for this now. I'm in a library. I've been studying. Studying all night. Uh, God help me, I've got the Academy of High Wizardry in Corvosa. I'm scribing something in my book. It's a spell called Arcane Lock. <laughs> she comes back to it. You know, that's very disturbing when that happens. Sorry. Uh, Yes, the door is locked, despite not having any mechanism for it. Uh, somebody else, somebody with the right tools and talents could pick it, not me. Uh, however, chopping it down will be a little harder than normal, but nothing you shouldn't be able to handle. Okay. Basically, arcane lock makes it more difficult to break. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. So... Arcane, adamantine greatsword for the win. Okay, so the greatsword will not go through it like butter or anything of the sort. This is actually quite hard soaring. Yep. Um, what do you want to do? Just basically cut a Michaela and Kaelin sized hole in it? Um, well, I don't know how the arcane lock works. If it was just a regular uh, Effectively, the door has a magical lock upon it that prevents it from being opened. Yeah. There's no mechanism to it, though. There's no yep. bar you can cut, no lock you can sever. Um... So I can't just cut However, it. you could cutting down one side of the door and effectively severing the hinges would um, yep. do it as such. Yep, I will do that. Okay, so you cut it, shove it, cut it. This is going to make um, sufficient noise and time that anything on the other side will be well ready for you. Yeah, but not like everything in the base, right? Mostly Correct. just the things on the other side yeah. of that door and possibly the next couple of rooms. It, it really depends what's on the other side of the door, but yeah. generally speaking, anything over there will see the sword coming through and yeah. the <laughs> get alerted. Yeah, yeah. Have no. at least a couple of minutes to, to prep for it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and it what eats I... into your non-existent buff time, so I'm not bothering to track because you've got nothing on you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the um, that's the downside for not for not having a party lock picker. Okay, so you cut through it. Um, it opens into a small corridor. Um, ten, ten foot wide corridor, pitch dark again. Yep. Everything in here is absolutely pitch dark. Doesn't bother you in the slightest. Yeah, I love having um, dark vision. I'm going to really <laughs> miss it with my early characters. Oh, there's a there's a smell in the air like like sulfur and that sort of black burning smell of tar. It's foul, but not um, noxiously so. You don't need to fort save or anything against it. And there's carved stair corridor goes down, carved stairs at the end. Okay. Smells like tar and sulfur. Walk as quietly as, you know, we walk yep. down the corridor. Clung, clang, smash, clang, clatter, clatter, bang. You get to the end, you, you go up the stairs, they head up around in sort of a little spiral staircase 
and then end up just looking out over the underside of the river again. Um, what you will see here is at this point that the river kind of flows around the island. What you've got here is a window looking out over what's clearly underwater in the river. And when I say window, I mean an archway in the stone. But the water is not coming through. And the water wasn't coming through onto the little platform either. It's just you. There's like a bubble around the bottom that's keeping the water out. Yeah. Uh, very likely related to the effect that you'd seen earlier that, that um, prevents it from being eroded and flooded and that sort of thing. It's right. not... Getting it to last a length of time is, is moderate magic. You're not talking about anything epically awesome here, though. But the... Um... Presumably what we're looking at is frozen over river in any case. Correct, so it wouldn't yes. be flowing through. Yes, true. But it looks But like it's not damp or anything in here, so. so it looks like it never was flowing through. Correct. Yeah. And that it would That makes sense actually what you're looking at on is solid ice. Yeah. Yep, no that's right, just check yeah. Yep, okay. So we're looking at the underside of the river. Uh, no actually it isn't at this point, because only the top bit of the river is frozen over. Ah right. When you come round. When you look up like you can kind of actually stick your head out the window. You can yeah. see a thick, thick, thick layer of ice up there, but the entire underside of the river has not been frozen. The right. Little River is not frozen solid. It is only frozen on the top bit. So there is water actually flowing past and not flowing There is water flowing past underneath and not flowing, flowing into the window, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, and this is all this leads to. Okay, let's just... Hmm. I suggest we take a further examination around. Yeah. Uh, Seems unlikely a destination. I. Uh, she will make it without your aid another, so she okay. doesn't need it. Okay. Uh, you go back down the stairs, she sort of walks along, looks at the walls, wraps on them occasionally, feels against them. Ah. The smell is strongest here. There's something. I just need a little water. Here. And she paints in the slight lines of dust that are there. And when she does, you can see the secret door just in the side of the staircase. Bloody hell, we may not have needed all... We may not have needed all those scrolls. Seems like you can just find the dreaded things. Well, yes, the, the natural 20 does rather help. <laughs> Alright. Do you reckon it's trapped? Uh, she... It. Because it, Because you're coming in the back door, these things go backwards. Uh... I don't see any signs of it. Alright. And then let me have a go. Okay, we'll endeavour to simply open the door. Okay. So... The reason I'm obscuring this from you is the big S's on the map. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would expect you to navigate yeah, it and not see the secret doors you yeah, can't yeah. find anyway, but as it is. Among other things, this one's the kind of thing you'd probably look really hard for and take 20s on because it's a back entrance that seems takes you down to a viewing window that serves no purpose. It uh, does seem like kind of pointless from an architecture standpoint. Uh, so you look this over. Uh, the door is stone, not enormously thick. You push it gently, it doesn't seem to be locked. Yep. You push at it, and it just opens. You don't Sweet. need to grunt at this to, um... Open. Uh, oh, no, my apologies, actually. You do need to grunt at this to open, but you and Michaela are both so strong, you will have no difficulties opening this. No problem. You push at the door, it is solid stone, and you think by nature of the way it has been built, it is difficult to open. It has yep. been designed to stick and be heavy. 
However, the, the two of you will have no trouble opening any of these secret doors. Yeah. <laughs> you shove it open. Uh, and now you are in a wide chamber. You can see here on the map. Yep. Um, the, there's a ceiling rising up there festooned with stalactites. Looks like a sort of natural cave that they never quite bothered to fill in and they built the rest of the tower around. And, oh, yeah, that, that smell is coming from here because there is a huge lake of bubbling black tar across the floor of the chamber. Uh, yeah. The door is opening out to a little ledge that may be half a foot above it. Yeah. Um, so the tar is not spilling over onto your feet, but it's right there under you. Lovely. Um, there is a little stone shelf that you are standing on, um, with a door behind it, obviously. Um, you can see another stone shelf with a door out there, and up there there is a big wide, um, there's a bigger, wider stone shelf going out. So we're on that... You are there where the S, big S for right. door is. Yep, and the... So there's tar between us and the other shelves? Yes. A right. moderately large amount of it, too. Can you both give me a spot check? 20. Okay, that's it. Closed by things... Uh, so, Kayla, oh, smell, that's, that's awful. And you glance around the room. You see there's definitely this thick tar everywhere in here. Um, and then there is something else, basically, over on this ledge, on, on this bit over here. And when I say ledge, I mean this is elevated past the tar again. It's not miles up in the air or anything. There is something there a figure that is just standing there. He's not per se hiding from you, but he is absolutely dead silent and motionless. It would be very easy to just glance past him, particularly because he appears to be covered in little bits of black tar staining his robes and things. Uh, I actually have a picture of this thing. Lovely. Um... It appears to be a human figure. It looks dead, though. Its yep. head is tilted sideways. Its eyes are blank and milky. And is standing perfectly still. But you will see its eyes are actually moving around the room. It is keeping sentinel on this somehow. Uh, is it keeping sentinel on this room? Sorry, I'm a bit all over the place tonight. That's okay. Uh, and can you give me a quick wisdom check? Kayla doesn't get one until she has spotted this. Uh... Lots and lots. Uh, 31. Okay. You look at him, and regrettably, you know who this is. It's Maester Paderod. Oh. Or it was. You don't think this is oh. him in any meaningful capacity. Oh. Um, he is still wearing his wizardly robes, and there is loose bits of tar sticking to them. Somewhat blackening and hiding him. He's not terribly well hidden. Um, has he seen us? Uh, I would imagine yes, but we can roll out your respective... Uh, uh, no, that's okay. I, I, I guess what I'm asking is even yeah, if I see... Him, okay, is he reacting to us, I guess? Is he moving towards us, flying over the tower, or throwing things at us, or staring viciously at us, or anything? Um, 
he is moving his hands slightly, and he is very quiet, very still. He is moving his hands slightly. In the room, you can hear a relatively loud boop, 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 boop of the tar continuously bubbling. But it looks to you like he is casting a spell of some kind. Right, yep. You would not be able to recognize what, but he's moving his hands, he's, his lips are moving slightly, and any sound he's making would probably be subsumed by the tar, you guess would be he's casting a spell. Like, basically, you walk in, you both scan the room, Michaela doesn't see him, you see him, he sees you, he starts spellcasting. Okay. Um, at which case, um... I am going to, um, I am going to act. I am going to try and shoot him. Yep. And alert Michaela to his presence. So I don't know if we want to drop straight into initiative. We certainly do want to drop straight into initiative. Yep. Uh, would you prefer a tracker if there was one? Yep, absolutely. It's not up there, is it, in the... No, it is up there. there. Um, I don't know if you want to... I think we'll want minis for this. I don't know if you want to draw the room out. It, it kind of sounds like our movement is going to be necessarily kind of limited, given that we've got tar all over the place. Yeah. So, um, Boiling hot tar to boot. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, on the whole, I don't so much want to... Um, I think it would be handy to have a, an understanding of where we are. I don't think we need the, the a huge amount of room. Kayla and you on the little edge. Yep. Huge tar pit. Uh, Kayla's initiative. What you see is so what you get. A hideous abomination thing. Yep. So this is this is the gap between us. Yep. The the, the yellow thing's the tar pit, effectively. Yep. As I say, I can do this out better if you yeah, want to. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um so Michaela and Master Pedro need to make initiative checks. Uh, Michaela on 20. Yep, so once she finds out that we're in a fight. Uh, and Pedro on 24. Cool, okay, so, um, you know, Kaelin goes for his bow. Yep, Pedro finishes gets... casting his spell. Yep. Um, and technically speaking, both of you two are in surprise rounds over Michaela. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Pedro gets a standard action, then I get a standard action. Yeah. So so, but Pedro's standard action will you know come up first. I'm just looking at how big this room is. Uh, probably need to know at some point. Uh, yeah. At its maximum is about a hundred foot wide. Most of that tar. Hmm. Um, and about twenty five feet up. And you see Pedro is silently mouthing and flicking his fingers over the bubbling of the tar. And he concludes whatever he's casting, nothing obvious happens. Okay. Um, and we skip over Michaela, who's going, Wait, what's going, what, what? And Kaelin is busily doing things. Yeah, so, um, Kaelin will quick draw Skybolt. Yep. And, um, shoot Master Pedro in the chest. By all means. Um, Roll to hit. And then, um, um, Actually, no. No, I won't. I will quick draw Skybolt and yep. see what, um, it's, it's magic, it's Master Pedro. Master Pedro. Or it was. Master, can you hear me? Are you still in there somewhere? We're here to get you out of this. And diplomacy check. Uh, Michaela, you say this and Michaela looks at 
No, 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 it isn't. Stop it. Stop him. Okay. Um, Makes for knowledge religion check. Has more to say, but um, that's the short version of it. No, that's fine. So I'm happy to suspend Catelyn's action as I don't... Um, if, if that gives me enough time to shoot, then I'll shoot. Yep, but I'm perfectly happy with that. You start drawing the bow. Yeah. And go... Because you basically say it's Master Pedro. Michaela will start turning to look at this and go, Oh my god, no, and start slowly doing things. Yeah. Not fast enough, and surprise around. But she looks at it, no, it isn't. That's all I need to hear. Okay, Kaylin gets a 24 to hit him in the chest. Thwack. Okay. The arrow um, hits it in the chest for um, a, a D8 of sonic damage, a D6 of sonic damage, and a D8 of piercing damage. Yep. Um, and like the um, uh, can I have a monster manual? I'm pretty confident in that on the damage. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, few things are. It is an undead, uh, zombified creature of some kind. Yeah, as far as you can see. Just fine. Continue. Um, the arrow sticks into it as you are expecting it to. Um, the flesh being necrotic doesn't seem to make any difference. It has no DR based on its type. Cool. Alright, so um, that is uh, 10 points of damage all up then. Okay. I like a full composite bow. I'm going to have to buy myself a full composite bow. Okay, the arrow flies out, sticks into it, and as it does so, there is this slight ripple of noise. For something that does sonic damage, it is actually reasonably quiet. No. The arrow whips through the air, and you hear a moment after it hits the slight whip crack of just this noise. It's basically a very minor sonic boom the size of an arrow that you only, of course, hear the sound after it's gone by because it occurs faster than the speed of sound. And the arrow sticks in. Pedrod flinches slightly, but doesn't start spurting blood or whimper or cry or anything. Not that you're desperately expecting him to, but it appears to have hit and actually done damage. That's fantastic. Okay, and then it is Pedro's full round, full regular action, regular full actual action. Pedro flies up into the air silently, to wood vaguely off his platform, above floating above the tower. Raises a hand towards you, and you will see his jaw is actually hanging slightly, and it looks distorted as if it has been crushed by some strong hand. Nonetheless, it still is capable of making noises and it hisses vaguely incomparable incomprehensible words against you. It's it's casting. Um, and then the patron thing lifts its hand up, flicks its finger out, and a small bead flies out from it and strikes it around you to his feet. Yep. And then goes, boom, into a giant ball of fire. Uh, yeah. Reflex saves. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little fail. Uh, 14. 
Oh, and um, you can have hero points or deal them if you so desire. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry about them when we need them. Okay. Uh, so, the ball of fire bursts out more suddenly than you were expecting. You both try and leap back away from it and both fail. Yep. Can you both take 22 points of damage? Okay, let's stack this. Yeah, it's, uh, um... And it is fire damage, obviously. Yep. So, Kaelin has no special protections against it. And that is the entirety of Patriot's turn. Oh, okay. And then Michaela looks at him for a moment, uh, now finishes making her knowledge religion check. She says, It's a dread zombie, similar to the things we thought, similar to the cyclopean things we fought before. It's uh, more solid than your average zombie, more fleshy. It means its necrotic flesh won't provide any strong resistance, but she stares at it for a moment longer. It's capable of overtaking both the body and brain of what it what it what it turns from that's not Pedro's soul or his mind in there but his learning his ability to cast as a wizard it's still in there I'm going to smash Fortakai so basically she will tell you this thing is not in any meaningful capacity Master Pagerod. Yeah. It is merely a parasite that has overtaken his body and brain. He's not trapped in there or anything. He'll yeah. be dead. Yeah. Um, but it gets his class levels functionally. Yeah. Um, additionally, it has basic undead traits. It's about what you'd think. Yeah. Okay, um, looks a bit... This tar is going to prove a serious impediment. I've got a necklace of fireballs if you want to uh, borrow it and start hiffing them. Uh, I need to get within 60 feet of him to gain control of him. I can't step... I, I can't risk stepping into the tar. It'll burn too badly. I also have a potion of jump in my bag. But uh, I can't see a way to get from where, here to where he is safely. Yeah, that's... Unless it's a hell of a potion of jump, that's not going to help her substantively. It, oh, wait. It's a plus 20 potion of jump. It's uh, the good one. There's a shitload of ranks of jump. Um, however... It's a hundred foot gap, though, because the other ledge is a hundred feet away. I mean, Pedro's closer, but she doesn't want to get you. Yeah, it's a little closer than that. It's about an eighty foot gap, but that's yeah. a DC eighty jump check. Yeah. So she'll be going into the tar. It's just a question of whether she'll get close enough as well. Yeah. That On doesn't... the other hand, it doesn't do any good to jump over, hit the tar, start burning horribly, turn him, and then die. In yeah, a yeah. They, I, I think the goal is to take Pedro, but keep the killer. So she curses. Unless he comes closer, there's nothing I can. There's nothing I can do. Time to do this crudely. <laughs> Tower shield away, longbow out. Yep. Yeah. She will endeavor to take a shot at him. Yep. Thankfully, you people actually have ranged weapons, and she will hit him uh, for twelve points of damage. Yeah. Well. He may be a zombie, but he's still a wizard. And you see she bends the bow back, flunk, 
and hits it. Uh, actually, that weakness will be largely taken care of by the fact that his hit dice have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on his identifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he takes another arrow in the chest. Yep. Doesn't overly sell it. Yep. And then Kaelin shoots him twice. Yep. So yes, I do have fireballs if she wants to have fireballs instead, presumably seeing he can hit us, we can hit him. Yes. But, Your uh, fireballs are shorter, but it's still 70 foot, which will yeah. trivially either hit near him, near, certainly near him enough to explode. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kaelin does not crit threat, because it's a longbow, but certainly hits with the yep, first one. can't crit it anyway. Yeah, and um, first one deals him uh, 10 again. Yep. Uh, second one... Uh, Probably won't hit on a 15. Uh, no, that will not. Yeah. It flies dead towards his chest and then goes tink off something. Off. Yeah. And I presume there's no space on this ledge to move a bit away from Michaela, so it's Like hard. five foot away? Yeah, that's what I thought. You could go back point. down the corridor if yeah, you wanted yeah, to, yeah, which yeah. is trivially available to you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and that'll be an emergency backup for one of us if one of us is super badly hurt, but no, I want to stand right and shoot. The terrain's not great. Yeah. Okay, looks right. This terrain doesn't this terrain doesn't favour us. And Pedron then um We can withdraw if we have to, but um for now let's try and take him out. Reaches his hand up. And let's see. Yes, you are actually smart enough to not do this. So, as far as Mikhail's statement goes, he knows who you are because right. it, it possesses something of Pedro's knowledge. Um, so it probably has a vague idea of the whole fight at cleric thing. Yeah. So it ain't coming within sixty feet of Michaela. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, it will instead raise a hand towards Michaela, raise its arms like this. And a green bow of force appears for a moment in its hands and then f- flies out towards her. It's acid arrowing her. It is acid arrowing her. Well, the bright side is it probably doesn't have an indefinite number of spells that d- travel over 60 feet because that's the classic long range one. And she ducks away, ducking down quickly behind her shield, and it splashes over her, missing her touch AC. Cool. Burns the shield slightly. Um, now, you're remembering that you said she didn't have her shield out because she put her shield away to ah, draw her longbow? She dodges out of the way there. Yeah, no. Her shield doesn't get added to her touch AC anyway, so, but he's, he's just flat missing her touch AC because he sucks, more yeah, or less. Fantastic. Um, so she ducks back out of the way, leaping, leaping out of the way and rolling on the floor as the arrow of acid sprays on the floor and goes and melts slightly into the stone, pitting yeah. it a little. Uh, he doesn't have any desire to move, so he merely floats there silently. Yep. Well, that's a plus. I'm glad the centers gave me Skybolt. And then it is Potato. Yep. We have no we have nowhere to go. No good options here. Uh, unless I have something clever in my pants. Oh, yeah, that's right. I better remember that. Uh, she spent her money on boots of striding and springing recently. Oh, nice. One of the residue jump check is good. 
Presumably you've written it at a movement speed and it's just a question of looking at her movement speed. Yeah, her movement speed is now 40 slash 30. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't given it to her as a jump bonus, though. So her jump goes up by five more points. Uh, yeah, I still don't think she wants to try and make an 80 check. Even Brunt might struggle with an 80, a DC 80 check. At which point, I think she will actually say, Give me the potion. Are you sure? Takes it off you, drinks it. I've got a plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, move action to draw move it from action my to draw it, stand from your to drink it. Yep. Okay. And we'll probably put, uh, actually doesn't need to put the bow away, so she continues to hold it. Yep, um, just hand me, yep, here's the eraser, and I will erase my good jump potion. I just have the crappy one. Uh, and... And that's presumably her. She says, duck back, duck back into the coral when you're finished shoot. If you, if you can duck back into the coral when you're finished shooting, it'll at least separate us momentarily. If not... Okay. She's not that. The, the, no part of her plan requires that, really. And of course, if you're full attacking, um, you won't do that anyway. Yeah, I, I think I would. Ra- I'd rather get the se- have a crack at the second shot. Go for it. Okay, Kalen hits. I would imagine on eighteen plus. Uh, yes, yes. Doesn't have a chance to get a second. Yep. Uh, so the first shot is. Oh, that's a bit nicer. Uh, Thirteen. Yep. And take a swing at the second shot and miss entirely. And Kale will move five feet back, which, you know, isn't impressive, but it is something. Okay. It is Team Pedro. Team Pedro. Uh, Yep, can easily hit that. Um, Simply, again, quite silently, unemotionally emotionlessly dead, you would say, brings a hand up towards you and flickers it out, and a golden spray of particles bursts out from his hands with flies sweeping loosely out towards you and then goes <laughs> all over the platform. Yep. And it's it's getting in your eyes, it's blinding you. Can you make me a will save? Yep. Um, Kayla will make that one with ease. Um. I don't particularly want to be blinded, and I presume a 12 will not do it. So at this point I would like to get my hero points out. Uh, a 12 will indeed not do it. You are, however, only blinded um, temporarily, I believe. You don't have to tell me in rounds, but if you can give me a vague notion, that would be helpful. Uh, okay, Try and close your eyes. Try and close your eyes. It'll blind you and illuminate us. Not that'll matter overly. Not that'll matter overly for what I have in mind. Um, she's not that worried if you fail it. Okay. You're going blind for a while. It's rounds per level. Yep. But you're certainly not going blind permanently. Okay. No, I'll um, I'll fail the check at that point then. Endeavouring to save the fact points for Vortikai. Yeah, that's pretty much her thinking. All right, and then it is Michaela. Yep. So Michaela is blind. Kaylin is blind yep. temporarily. Yep. You itch at your eyes for a moment, and all you can see is gold. Yeah. As if the things have just been glued over your eyes. Yeah. Now you're both sparkly, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that'd be more relevant if we were invisible. And Michaela. Well, I know a lot about the lower level wizard spells. Alright. Here goes nothing. 
Good luck, class. I need you. Guide me. And runs forward and makes a jump check. This speaking of saving the hero points. Okay, her jump is now at a plus thirty-seven. Yep. Because yes, I added plus twenty to it. Okay, that will plus thirty-seven. Okay, she jumps, gets about halfway over, and lands in the tar. Alright, can we spend a hero point for her to re-roll that, or is this no, her no, plan? No, this is her plan. Okay. She hits the tar, screams in agony for a moment, and keeps running through it, and then as her second move action, jumps again. Oh, holy shit. She's going to do this in two. She has no hope whatsoever of making it in one DC-80 jump yep. check. Two DC-40 jump checks, on the other hand, is vastly more reasonable. And she will actually land on the other side of the corridor, basically up over here, where she disappears around the corner. Now, you see her go land in the tar. Well, I don't, actually. Ah, yeah, true. Uh, you hear a splash, and yeah. arg. Uh, because she is literally only landing in this, she is not actually suffering that heavily from it. Because she goes basically bloop, boing. <laughs> Takes 12 damage of card damage. Yep. And then you hear. Ah! Footsteps on time. Run, 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 run. Back round the corner. Okay. And she is out of his sight now. Sweet. And she says, just hold on. Defend yourself as best you can. Alright. Back to Meister Pedrod. Kaelin is a nice open target. Yeah, the head cranes unnaturally around. There's a sort of noise that looks around where Michaela's gone. And you can see this thing is thinking. She, on the other hand, has just disappeared down a corridor where he can't fly anymore and no longer has any ranged advantage there. Uh, so he turns back towards you uh, and flies towards the centre of the room. Um, where he is still a ways away from you, and brings his fingers up and flicks them a couple of times. Kaylin does not see this. All Kaylin feels is impact of small stabs hitting you as he casts magic missile. Yeah. This guy was possibly not is a pretty good wizard, but possibly not the highest level wizard ever. <laughs> not that magic missile isn't painful. This, but... this is in fact a notoriously shit encounter. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at it, um, I, have, I have made this guy Pedron, obviously, as opposed yeah. to the miscellaneous body and wizard who was in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it actually fits perfectly, because he wasn't that high level a wizard. But yeah. this encounter is supposed to be really hard, and it isn't. Ah, uh, yeah. No, none of the other podcasts I've heard have struggled with it anyway. Yeah. Most of them just eat him in two or three rounds. Uh, face the awesome terror of six points of magic missile damage. Okay, yep. Kaelin takes that. And then it is Michaela again. She comes back around the corner. Whatever dead thing and foul spirit you are inhabiting Pedron's body, he his corpse is no longer your puppet. It's mine. <laughs> In the name of that which lies beyond the veil, I command you, I abjure you, you are mine! <laughs> and waves her hands at it, jangle, 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 jangle the charm bracelets, and she turns the pucker now that she yeah. is within 60 foot of it. 
Oh god. Uh, I know where the turn. I still don't know what the turn rules are, but I know what page they're on. Yep. Uh, oh, this should be fucking ugly. Uh, so she can turn him uh, to a max hit dice of 13, which the poor bastard is not going to come remotely close to. <laughs> I abjure you. I command you. Pedro just flies there. I have him, Kaelin, as well as mine. Aye, that's good. Can't see a bloody thing, but that was pretty brave. It should wear off shortly. Uh, let's just check if Glitter Dust is dismissible. Uh, no, it is not. It should wear off shortly. Stand, stand, where you, stand where you are. You don't want to fall into the tower accidentally. Shall we simply wait for a moment? Shall we simply wait? It shouldn't take long. I, I prefer that. You blink several dozen times, clearing your eyes. It goes solid gold, light gold, sparks of gold. You can see again. Several rounds pass. Tracking the time is largely meaningless. Pedro is just... Caleb makes a face. Are you all right, Les? That sounded nasty. She looks in pretty horrible shape. More or less. I'm glad I only really scraped the surface, really just splashed into the surface. I really don't suggest crossing the tar. However, we do have a method of getting across now, assuming this thing is strong enough to lift us. Aye, um... Where do we wish to go? There is a door going out that way, and she says... I can see a door across the tower going south, and this corridor leads back up to a door this way. I won't investigate any further until I get you over here, I think. Well... This... This is not Pedro. This dread wizard can accompany us. I am until not... Until he is done serving his purpose, I think. I'm not comfortable with using Pedro's body this way, and we can never tell Cor when we did this, but... Get <laughs> Cor with stuff first. Um, but though I admit this was one of the reasons I wanted you to accompany me down here, lass. It's more on the nose because it's a friend's body, but I think Pedro would be just as glad to know he could help us out one last time. Certainly better than, um, guarding Vordekai's rest, and particularly to help rescue Van. I'm hoping to God Van's not up in similar condition guarding one of, um, uh, his bloody corridors. We know he was alright when... We scrub- when uh, we did the magic last, but that was a good few months ago. I'll have a look at Pedro's body when it approaches. Um, yeah, I think, um, well, you've already crossed painful as it was. Let's ha- bring the thing over to me and we'll try and get me across to where you are. Let's investigate there first. Pick him up. Your foul master's commands are mine to usurp. And the Pedro thing floats over to you. This may be a little uncomfortable. Just stand still. Puts its hands under your arms and lifts you up. Yeah. It doesn't seem... It goes slowly carrying you and all your plate armor. It doesn't seem to be struggling arduously with it. Flies you over to Michaela. Lands silently and just stands there. I suggest we patch ourselves up a bit before we venture on less, particularly you. Do we want to, um, 
use your magic or our potions? Might be better to save your magic for um, other things. This is just a moment. Uh, looks over Pedro and sort of goes up to him, clicks the jaw slightly. Well, I have what I think is good news. I don't believe Van will have suffered the same fate. It doesn't look like he's ever suffered from any sort of soul extraction like what Tristan was talking about. He's just been killed by something something strong. It's crushed his jaw, snapped it. He was resisting the spell better than the others. Maybe he was killed on the way in when um, Vorticoy or one of his minions saw he was fighting the spell. Unpleasant, but a certain, number of, a certain number of people must have been able to resist it to some degree. And presumably didn't didn't succeed well for it, and then they thought that the... Um, he is why, a wizard, his why knowledge waste, would be valuable to them. Why waste the body, I? But that presumably is they couldn't. They might not have been able to access his memories directly that way. It may not have been what Mordecai was wanting people for. That uh, is good news, Michaela, thank is, you. Whatever this thing knows, it is incapable of telling them anything, because... She says, speak. Enough. She does. She takes this dead flat. She yep. doesn't seem disturbed by what she's doing at all. Yeah, Carolyn is incredibly troubled by it. But still prepared to make use of the tool. I have a link with it. It has magical armor up. Its ability to fly will dissipate soon. But until then, it has several useful spells. If it, um, while its ability to fly is still up, once it ends, can we get, we'll have, we won't be able to go back out this way. Not without surmounting the tar again, although at least we won't be molested by dread zombies at that point. Oh, well. We can endeavour to return. No, let's. Or head south. No, let's press on here. Well, but I think we want to... Um, yes, she needs QRs. Yep, we want to try and find a way back out. Um, okay, so so we have a line of retreat. Yes, so she says, my, my spell rep- repertoire is limited, but it is here for this purpose. Alright, so, um, like, it depends on... I don't know what she's got prepared. Uh, she basically says that she's got a bunch of spells to cure um, she's not that worried about um, she doesn't th- she doesn't think she's going to be able to hurt a lot of things down here with her inflicting yeah the only thing that will be a potential target for is the thing from the outer dark and you know she's she's just not that committed to it so Sweet. her spells are for healing basically. Sweet. okay so let's u- let's use those so um Kaelin is um about she, a bit less than a th- about a, a third to a quarter down, so <laughs> that's why she did go on the town as well. She's um, like ten hit points off collapsing dead. All right, so why does she use whatever big thing she's got on herself? Alrighty, uh, eights, gods, cure my wounds to a moderate level. She casts and casts again. And looks largely fine. She's now down a small handful of hit points. Cool. And, um, Kaelin would appreciate either a cure moderate or a couple of lights. Uh, have 12 back? Yep. How does that set you? Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I wouldn't mind one. I wouldn't mind a light to top that. Or uh, if you are okay, I would probably prefer you drink a potion from here. All right, makes sense. Yes, because her cure lights are a lot better than the um, standard potions. Yeah, and she's got a lot less of them. Yeah. All right. That is one of her four spells, first level spells for the day. Yeah. So, um, Kaelin drinks a potion and is now also at nearly full. Yep. And I just reduce my supply of cure lights. I'm also kept in healing this thing with the inflictions. I'll... It depends what we intend to do with it. I mean, ultimately we want to destroy it. But in the short term, if we've run into other opponents, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about a way out, because I'd rather it got hurt than us, but... Uh, Is there any chance of something else regaining, taking your control back off it? Only a stronger stronger cleric. The creature's ability... I, I cannot turn... I cannot bring... Tristan said I cannot bring normal zombies against this thing, but this is a dread zombie and cannot control. Others of its kind will not be able to control it automatically. Alright, in that case I'd say um, give it a little bit like the equivalent of a, a lighter cure spell. Yeah, so she says that it will have several minutes of flying, but no more than that. Yeah. So you've probably used about half that by this point. Yeah, so we'll just have so to go it's, out. So it's not going to be able to fly for long. So yeah. do you want it to... Um, it is looking moderately damaged. Now you get close up, look at it. Do you want to bother healing it with your spells, or do you want to just leave it be? Um, I would like to. Um, I would like to heal it to a, a, a the equivalent of a cure light. Okay, she will inflict light wounds on it then, and give it eleven hit points back. You know, it gives it. It will help it to last slightly longer, but the plan is sort of to use it as cannon fodder. So. Then. I suppose I'd actually better keep track of her turning attempts in here. Yeah. She has a reasonably large amount of them, so I often don't bother. Uh, yeah, yeah, but this is a this is the undead heavy dungeon. How many of these things can you control? Uh, Master Pedro does not seem to be unduly strong. Um, I could I could hold an, I could hold another equally as strong as him, thanks to the effects of my phylactery. Her cleric level is four higher than it otherwise would be for yeah. the undead turning purposes. Um, anything significantly stronger than this, I would not be able to hold alongside him. But I can always release him. In, I can release him in an instant if necessary. And if you release him, he goes back to killing us, or ah uh, yes, alas, that's right. Just catching up. It's. Uh, not something I have a lot of experience with. Alright, let's have him lead the way then. Yeah, so she will talk you through this, basically. Um, she is in command of him. She has to tell him to do things. Um, she just gives him a default order of attack the things that we are attacking. Yeah. Uh, rather than a, rather than a more blanket, kill anything we encounter, because that could end very poorly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That means she will have no control over what spells Pedron uses and when, and he'll yeah. follow his own initiative on that. But he's actually relatively But effectively, right. as if he's dominated, yeah. know, he will take the best actions available given his spell loadout yeah, and yeah. what he thinks he can do. And I mean, he was fighting tactically before. Yes, so yes he, he was. He retains the capacity to do that. Uh, the only way someone gets control of him is if they, a good cleric, <laughs> turn, dispels the turning, which she ain't that worried about down yeah. here, 
or someone else overwrites it. Yeah. But that's actually probably, you know, anyone who's got sufficient cleric levels to try that sort of shit, she'd probably rather they were seizing control of Pedron than killing you horribly. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, we don't think Vordekai was exactly a clerical mastermind because we know he's more on the arcane line. I mean, it's possibly got cleric levels as well, but... Uh, Actually, thinking about this... He has a magical dagger and a magical ring of protection. Well, I think let's have... He's up for me playing swapsies, because I'm thinking we could use those over here. Yep. Okay, so... um, So, because he's intelligent and knows what he has and can just tell her, um, when you come right close to him, you can actually hear him. There's a slight voice in there Okay, and um, I will swap his magic dagger for my regular dagger, so yep. he still has a dagger. You have a plus one dagger. And um, take the ring of protection. Do you have a ring of protection plus two? Cool. Um, so, um, Mikhail already has one of those, right? Uh, deflection bonus of plus one, so she must only have a plus one on. would be my wager. What do you have on? No ring of, of protection at all. Yeah, well, she's got a plus one. So, yeah. what do you, how do you want to roll this round? Um, it also interferes with the shield of faith thing. Yes. Not that that matters because the bonus you're getting off it is not significantly better than the two. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. Given the opportunity to acquire one, I will take off yeah. the ring of swimming and put on the ring of protection. Yeah, she says, put the, put this on. I think it will keep you safer. All right. So, um. Kaelin will acquire a ring of protection. Uh, And she makes a quick intelligence check, which she succeeds at, so she will have done this before healing everyone. So she will um, blow one of her shield of faiths instead of... um, Cool. No, 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 Yep, continue. Yep, that's right. And then, um... Yeah, I mean, it's been convenient, people being able to shield the faith me, but, um... You know, yeah, there she, is an argument... She has to get really high level before it gets up to anything um, much better than a 2, though. Yeah. I think at, like, 12th level it goes to a 3. It's 1 plus every 5 levels thereafter. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely at 2, but not at 3 at the moment, I think. In any case, your touch AC goes up. Oh, yeah, it work, does. Work. Good lord. Actually, kind of useful with Pedro chucking around as... Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, lots of spellcasting type vapors use the touch AC. Alright, and I have modified um, my character sheet accordingly. And yeah, I'm keeping the ring of fear fall and switching out the ring of protection. And um, Kellen will make a little note to himself. Um, Oh, this was this was so the person to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 
We can either press on. We can either press on quickly, taking advantage of his capacity to fly while he still can, and potentially cross the room if we need to come back. Or we can grill him to see what he knows. He will answer my questions. Aye, let's do that one. Okay, so basically, it's it's kind of an either or choice because by the time you've asked him half a dozen questions, the fly will have run out. Yeah, yeah, but we announced. And he does not have another one prepared because he is retarded. Yeah, but that's okay. We're standing in the co- we're standing in one of the two corridors we haven't explored. Yeah. I'm, cont- you know, we can't possibly get back to the explore one and then get back to the other one. So it's really uh, just a essentially of picking. essentially you've got enough time that you could kick open the next door, see yeah. what's in the room, yeah. um, have a quick poke around there, then still cross again. Yeah, or you could poke him for information. At which point that that option goes out the window. No, we'll poke him for information. Okay, so. You will answer. You will. You will answer all of our questions to the best of your knowledge. Pedro just stands there. What we wish to know of him. Um, what happened to him? She leans right in, and he. And I'm not going to do his voice at length. Thank you. Um, so I can have as translated through her. I can just actually. I think I'll just info dump to you. Yeah. It's probably easiest. Yeah. Um. He tells you um, the the creature tells you that based on the knowledge of Pagerod that is in him, he never identifies himself as Pagerod yeah. um, based on the knowledge he possesses um, he was in Vanhold when he felt when Pagerod felt what he describes as um Uh, an irresistible beckoning that he struggled and tried to fight. Um, he succeeded well enough to leave several scattered notes and claw at the door and write no men in it and all this sort of thing. Um, the Pedrod understood that this was a call coming from uh, coming from a thing of the outer darkness. Um, and in fact... <laughs> Because this is, you have found the single most useful guy in the universe. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pagerod makes his own knowledge check to see how much he knows. Yeah. This. Um, he conjectures that it is something called the Oculus of Abaddon. Uh, sorry, no, I've changed these things. The Oculus of Azathoth, which is a name you have heard before in association with the Outer Dark. Um, it isn't is, isn't that what Tristram suggested? Didn't Tristram tell us that as well? Yeah, or? I believe so. Yeah, um, it is a sort of um, it, it is an artifact of the Outer Dark. Pedrod thinks because Pedrod's a better expert at this, he's been researching Cyclopean stuff. Uh, right, Pedrod's got a better check than Tristram. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a specialist scholar in, in this his... particular area. Yeah, and because this thing like has Tristram his knowledge, the yeah. Um, he tells you that it is supposed to be something, uh, a big jewel vaguely like an eye, and you've had this vision of this thing with the big red eye. Yeah. Um, that Pagerod believes can see all sorts of strange places and strange things. Um, among other things like sort of scrying sight-based powers, that kind of thing. Pagerod doesn't know. He's never seen the thing. He's only guessing based on his researches. Um, that it can beckon, but Pedro theorizes that must use an enormous amount of power 
um, and is unlikely to have activated again any time afterwards. Yeah. Um, what it effectively does is it beckons to a large number of people over a massive number of kilometres. And when I say that, I mean, like, a couple of hexes, because that is, in fact, a massive number yeah, of kilometres. Yeah. It's not going to encompass your entire kingdom instantly. Yeah. Um, which charms and calls the people that it takes. Yeah. Um, what Pagerod knows of this was that he fought this effect as best he could. It beckoned him on... And he and everyone else walked out of town for about half an hour or so before Pedrod effectively got another save and made that one. Um, rather than abandon the entire town to their unknown fate, he continued to go along with them, doing his best effort at, yes, I'm totally yep. shambling along brainlessly here. Um, he made plans with the other person he is aware of that made their save, who was Jamandi Rull. Ha! <laughs> yep. Uh, who she more or less did the same thing. Um, oh crap! When they got here, <laughs> yeah. Um, the he so he um, they actually did not arrive here. They walked for about three hours or so, and then in a fl- then in a flash of light, something appeared in front of them that he describes as a large skeletal cyclops with a big red glowing eye. Uh, Vordekai, obviously, um, and Pedro, in fact, assumes this, so you get Pedro believed it was Vordekai. Um, It looked at Pedro and broke his jaw and killed him in the process. Yeah. And that is the end of what Pedro knows about what happened. Yeah. Um, This creature pretty much tells you that from its point of view, it was then teleported back here again and told to stand in the tar room and kill any intruders. Yeah. Um, it can actually give you vague knowledge of the complex and what's going on in there and that sort of thing. I want the That's the extent bad. of Pedro's useful information. Yeah, I want to know what the creature knows about the complex. Okay. It knows its, um... It knows its true master is Michaela Morag. Yeah. Uh, its previous master was Vordekai. Yeah. Um... It knows something that you did not, that Vordekai is a wizard of power, not a cleric. Ah, yep. Nothing of the sort. He is, in fact, a wizard. Um, that he is a lich. Duh. Yeah, we knew that. Um, it knows nothing considerably more about Vordekai's capacities other than that he can teleport. Yep, which is worth which knowing. Which didn't necessarily know. Um, it sounds like a giant pain in the ass. That um, it's not like we have dimensional anchor capacities. There's not a lot we can do about that. Okay, it can actually identify the entirety of this floor to you, more or less. Yep. So I will, in fact, just rip the map off. It's going to be the easiest way to show you. Sweet. Okay, so this is effectively the back door. Yep. Um. I believe this is actually the front door where you would have come from if you'd come through the front. Yeah. Um, pretty sure that's right, but just let me double check that. It doesn't fact come the other way. Okay, so this one is the front door coming in. Yeah. Um, that is the door going on. Yeah. You're in here. Yeah. Um, so that staircase leads back up to the first floor. Yeah. Um, he can tell you that 
this large room in here um, is where the bodies are kept in effectively as it understands its suspended animation. Yeah. Um, when you poke at the bodies of the colonists. Yeah. Um, their minds are not there, however, their minds and souls are in the soul jars, which are not in that room. Yeah. Um, it can tell you that that room is being guarded by a couple of dread zombie cyclopses. Good to know. Um, going and that it's it is then the thing that leads down to the third level. Yeah. Uh, what is on the third level, it does not know. It was created in the second level. Yeah. <laughs> um, it can tell you, however, what has occurred here. Uh, doesn't know anything about what's on the first floor either. Um, this room is a religious shrine to its former masters in the outer darkness. Um, it knows nothing much about them except that people aren't supposed to be able to come through there. Um, it has been advised to guard against the secret door most of all, then this way secondarily. Yeah. Um, because this way presumably has its own defences. Yeah. Um, he will, however, tell you that um, one thing that did come past him um, was that it was encountered and then brought down. So something that was brought down through the secret entrance um, was a paralyzed centaur Crap. that went past him. Yeah, he did nothing about it, obviously, and is now under guard in room W fourteen. Excellent. That is extremely helpful information. Uh, and from his limited point of view, uh, Vordekai more or less just went floating past with a centaur that wasn't moving. Yeah. Uh, w16... It knows is the, that's where the prison is, effectively. Yes, yeah, so the, the way out is back up here somewhere, that so staircase. That, that staircase takes you back up to the first floor. Yeah. That staircase takes you down to the third floor. Yeah. Uh, the centaur was still alive when she went past. Sweet. And that was relatively recently, like a couple of days ago at this point. Yeah. Alright, um, does Pedro know where Vordekai customarily hangs out? Does ex-Pedro, not, does not Pedro know where Vordekai customarily hangs out? Not Pedro does not. Yep. Uh, not on the second floor. Cool. Uh, he the second is, floor being not Pedro's whole world. He is actually relatively, man, taking control of intelligent undead is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, he is actually relatively intelligent. He presumes that it is on the third floor. Yeah. Um, because all the defences basically point downwards, you have to go through levels of defences to get there. Yeah. Why would you put all your important shit on the top floor? Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the the not Pedro creature is very clear that those are not facts, those are conjectures on his part. Yeah. And then it just waits silently for any more questions. Distasteful, but damned useful. Aye. 
And I'm not a man to just spurn an advantage. Uh, Alright. I'd say we're young, pick the right side then. Our ultimate goal may be down, but what we need is a way back up, an exit, a, a route out. And I'd like to go rescue the girl, dim-witted though she may be. She's um, in a lot more peril here than Vine and his people. Their status is that seems to be more of a long-term thing. If she's still alive, that may not be something that lasts long. Let's head up this way. So the thing is aware that there are rooms beyond here, but it doesn't necessarily know where the secret door is or how to access it, per se? Yep, that's fine. Okay, so you come up to here. Yep. Um, there is a door. It is neither locked nor trapped. Yep. You push it open with a bit of manly strength. Yep. Um, and in here, there are a bunch of... Uh, it looks like a crypt of sorts. There are a bunch of burial alcoves in the wall dotted all along there. Uh, they are very deep going out into the walls in either direction. They are large size. It looks like you could lay several dozen cyclopses to rest here with ease. Yeah. Um, and there is nothing in here. It is quiet and empty. Okay. I, I won't tell you about doors out because you can clearly see them on the map. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we know that there are secret doors in this room, even though we don't know where they are. Correct. In fact, I'm pretty sure that secret door is, um, horribly mislabeled on the map. And, yes, indeed it is. Uh, effectively, the secret door is this one here. Right, yeah. It's not actually a link from there to there, it's a link from 17 into 18. Okay, so we can, in fact, just go straight into 17. Yeah, so you know, this takes you up to the um, prison chamber. Yeah. This takes you round to a secret door with um, what not Pedro describes to you as religious stuff. Right. Uh, Be it, um, he doesn't have any idea. Alright, that doesn't sound particularly vital then. On the other hand, it is behind a secret door, so it must be... um, Of some importance. Yeah. Alright, um, yeah, alright, let's have a quick scout along here. So, um, we will go into 17. Okay, so you go around into 17. Uh, this looks like a chamber of some sort. Um, okay, it looks uh, distasteful. Um, there are elaborate frescoes and carvings all over the walls. Their colours are still quite vibrant. They are horrible pictures of people sort of clutching their heads, uh, turning away, going mad, and uh, respect to the player, I'll leave it at doing terrible things to themselves. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaela looks and it's a shrine to Vordecai's Dark Masters. No purpose, it's simply a religious um, standing. Mm. So we know there's a door in here. Uh, can let me have a let me have a look. I'll see if I can help. I can spot anything. She searches thoroughly. I can't find it. If we didn't know it was here, it's very possible I'd walk past it. If I if I may, yep. that one of the scrolls, the text secret clause. Ah, crude, sad, but in keeping. She takes one of the carvings of the people and pulls its head apart. Yep. And there is a click noise and 
a door opens in the stonework and rolls past. Yep, I presume you're going to take care of crossing off one of your scrolls of secret door. I am indeed. But at present, I am describing. My apologies. There's four rolls of scrolls of secret door. You don't find like that. Uh, rolls through into there. Um, uh, here there is um, another small chamber that doesn't seem. Another small chamber that doesn't seem to seem to serve any particular purpose. Um, she looks it over and she says, "I think this is probably a room used to prepare the dead. Uh, I doubt there were autopsies per se, but um, ritual ritual preparation, dressing, chemicals, things of that nature. We do things vaguely similar in Stagthorn from time to time. Uh, it's effectively." Um, the mortuary chamber. Yeah. Like they prep the dead for burial here. Uh, there are benches and things, um, tools around for that purpose. Um, there is a statue in the corner of a cyclops hand over its eye, blocking its eye. And she says, This room doesn't seem to serve any per. Ah, what an excellently useful spell. There's a secret door beyond the, beyond, behind the statue. Ah. Lasts a minute per level, and she literally opens the door, walks in, looks around, and goes, Okay, it's still going. I'm still concentrating on it. Hey, there's a secret door that way. I'll concentrate for a moment longer. It's behind the statue. I'll concentrate for another round. Right. It says jam something in the statue's eye. Okay. So she walks up to it and yep. punches it in the eye. Its hand goes into its eye yep. and goes crunch. And the statue rolls aside. Click, rotate, 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 rotate. And there is a door there behind it. Uh, relatively small, actually, for the size of a cyclops. Someone would have to squeeze through there. Okay. Actually, looks well now. Uh, this door has this door has no particular method of opening it. The secrecy is in the, effectively the statue is the secret door. Yeah. This is an actual door behind it, and thus to take secret doors does nothing to it. Okay. Let me check it over first. Hi, thanks. Locked again, and but no traps that I can detect. Well, anything that's on the other side will know that I'm coming if I cut my way through. But it's behind two secret passages. Uh, yeah, she says it's arcane locked again. Yeah. Uh, and this one actually has a mundane lock on it as well, and a very high quality one. Right. This would prove quite the challenge to pick, if you would. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Vordekai's awesome defenses are shattered by your adamantine greatsword. Give, yep. me, give me back my hero point. <laughs> Shredding through Vordekai's tomb. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, I'm not randomly trashing the place. I'm just trashing the other. You cut down, I would, but I'm not. You cut down the extremely strong, extremely well locked door to this room with your adamantine greatsword. Yep. Uh, money well spent here. Yep. Uh, huh. There's a small sized chamber, mid sized chamber in here. It's empty. Uh, the walls have eye shaped patterns and carving all over it, like thousands and thousands of solo eyes in the room. And they're all looking towards one corner of the room, 
where there is a carving of a gigantic, heavily stylized eye. Um, its pupil has a relief in the wall, like almost a slot in there. Um, also heavily engraved. The whole thing looks very elaborate, but there's, there's nothing in here. Okay. Okay, look, there are no more secret doors in here. The spell is still running. It's gone. But there's no more, there are no more secret doors in here. This is what the defences were intended to protect. Is anything in the room magical? Uh, yes. The big eye carving that everything is looking at is radiating magic from it very strongly. Okay, what kind of magic? You don't know. That would be spellcraft. Uh, if you hold detect, detect magic on for three rounds, it tells you the kind of magic that the it is emanating. Ah, my apologies. I will. Have a look at how that works. Uh, third round, you know the strength and location of each aura, so strong. Um, you may now make spellcraft checks at a DC oh, of 15 plus the spell level. My, spell my, my apologies. I th- I, sorry, I forgot that was a spellcraft check. Yep. Uh, so, when I had the spell, I was, when I customarily cast the spell, I was a wizard and could make spellcraft checks. Nothing in the room is magical. That carving is very strongly magical. Okay. I will go over and look at it more closely. Yep. Um, it, it just sits there. Um, so you're saying there is a... Um, there's there's a slot in it? So there's a big-ass eye, very yep. heavily stylized and um, drawn on the wall. Uh, the eye itself is heavily magical. Um, and there is a relief in the middle of it about the size of the palm of your hand, which would be about the size of what you think the Oculus of Azathoth is. Ah, uh, right. Because um, that's about the size of a Cyclops eye. Yeah. Really big. So, it's got a Cyclops-sized eye for the pupil, and then this enormous wall-dominating eye for the rest of it. The It is the carving itself that is magical, not the whole per se. I wonder if this is what where the eye... Where you have to go to use the eye. She looks at it. I do not know the I do not know the purpose of this chamber. If you, you had if you had Tristan with you, he might be able to tell you, but as it is we can only speculate. I can endeavour to detect the magic myself and see if I can assess what magic is upon it. Well that might as well it's better than nothing. Cost of one of my all-powerful cantrips. Oh, no. To take magic, she makes a spellcraft. It's conjuration and divination. Hmm. But alas, it would be knowledge arcana to understand the purpose of this thing. It... it I imagine that it is linked to the eye in some fashion. Ah, uh, it's good to know it's here, I suppose, but I've not the first notion of what to what to do with it. We have the scroll of divination if we wish to use it. Aye, uh, we've got a bit of time as well. I did prepare. I did prepare a single lesser divination spell, uh, Augury. Yeah. Will wheel or woe happen if I X? Which is uh, possibly actually useful here for once in a blue moon. Yeah. But I don't... 
like we could ask we could use that to ask if it would be a good idea to destroy this thing I suppose mm-hmm. uh, so I asked do you think I could destroy it uh, you're asking Michaela yeah because I've, I've got the, I've got the great sword says, I don't see why not there are no particular protective magics upon it it is uh, an enchantment has been woven into the stone I imagine it will be slightly harder than regular stone it may delay you for upwards of ten seconds alright if you can ask uh, your deity whether whether this would be a good action to take I believe I would like to know out comes the scroll of divination mm-hmm. so um, I was suggesting she use the augury oh right okay At least initially. So, um, as you say, it's a... Augury. No, sorry, she hasn't prepared that. No, that's fine. Alright, let's go straight to the divination thing. This feels... Or rather, um, she had, but... No, that's fine. Um, this feels important to me. What question, then, do we ask? Um. Uh, so divination. Um, divination. It's not your phone. Uh, a useful piece of advice in reply to a question concerning a goal of interactivity that will occur within a week, which it's quite certainly yeah. going to at this point. Uh, so you, I, I could think of several versions of this. You could ask, but uh. you could probably think of several as well. Would it aid us, and would it harm Vordekai to destroy uh, to destroy this object that I'm standing in front of? If that's too much question, I can pare it down. I don't think that's um, I don't think that's actually two questions. It, it, the way you phrased it sounds like that, but I think what you're looking for is effectively, you know, what will happen if I smash the crap out of this thing? What will happen if I destroy this object? Okay, and you get back. Uh, you need to roll a caster level check. Percentile dice, please. Ice, percentile dice for this roll. I believe it is a 78% because it is a standardized scroll. So I need to get under 78. You need to get 78 or under. Uh, 22. Okay. And I will erase my um, fine quality scroll of divination because we don't have a lot of those about the place. Plus, this takes ten minutes, but I don't think that's particularly relevant. I don't think there's any... Yeah, so Michaela pulls this out. Sits down and focuses on the eye. Pulls out the scroll. Look at her. It is time to look beyond the veil. Time to look beyond the simple answers that are presented to us, the stone, the carvings, and the magic, and steer beyond into the mystery of what this eye is, what purpose it serves. I call on you, I call beyond the veil, and I ask you, what will happen if we destroy this eye? What benefit us, what harm, Vordekai? 
she continues to chant the spell. And then you actually hear a voice echoing back through hers, almost a light, shrill, actually kind of obscenely happy sounding voice. (laughs) The pupil shatters the socket. The greatest harm ever dealt comes to its master, but in moments all his fury will fall upon this chamber. Kayla comes back to herself. Well, that was worth knowing. I. So, it's not necessarily a bad thing to do, but we maybe don't yeah. want to do but it But do yet. you want to do it? If we don't do it now, we might be able to come back here and do it later. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing barring access to this room. Now you know how to open all secret doors. You know how to shut them all. Yeah. And the, the one that I wrecked is the third one in, so unless he actually comes down here and looks... Yeah, I mean, he's if he starts looking, he's going to know you're here because he's um, going to spot that Pedro is missing. Yeah. Or at least that someone is here. Yeah. Because, as Michaela understands it, Pedro would not abandon his post. Uh, it's actually not that he's incapable of abandoning his post. If he thinks it's a smart decision, he will. Yeah. But he's been ordered to guard the room. Like, he might pursue intruders to some degree of tactical strategy. Yeah, but I mean, among other things, Pedro's not here means there is an intruder. Yeah. Because either yeah, the someone came through and killed Pedro. Or, so, and his or lack Pedro's of corp- pursuing it. His lack of corpse would be eminently explainable by the giant hordes of burning tar. Yeah. So, we can destroy this thing and have Vordekai come down on us immediately. Or we can retreat from this room, head on out, try and get Samantha out of here, make sure we have a clear line of retreat. If we are slain by Vordekai in response to whatever this shattering does to him, then Samantha will have very little chance of retrieval. On the other hand, bringing Vordekai here will bypass any traps or challenges we would face on the way to him. I But it's something we could do just as well on the way back in. I think let me think on it a little more. So you sit and you stare at this a strange carving that uh, you can pretty safely assume at this point is a carving of the Oculus of Azathoth. It is not the Oculus itself, um, but it is clearly linked to it in, in some sort of fashion. You stare at this and think, the greatest harm ever dealt to him comes to the Master of the Eye. That could be pretty badass, you know. Yeah. But then Vordekai's wrath will come down on you like a ton of bricks. You yeah. Know? You have come here to slay this man. It is your purpose. But can you risk it at this time and place? Dun, dun, dun. 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 